Welcome to the 7 Days to Amazing podcast, where you learn how to make your life, business, and style even more amazing in the next week. Now your host, Sharon Haver of FocusOnStyle.com. Shakespeare's I kind of groove into that music. I kind of like my little intro sound. It's sort of, you know, loungy, kind of moody. Anyway, I am Sharon Haver, and you are about to be amazed. I have a very special guest on today's episode of Seven Days to Amazing. Catherine Weber helps people create successful lives by creating successful environments. She is one of the leading experts in feng shui on the internet with her world-recognized feng shui easing, the Red Lotus Letter. The Red Lotus Letter is one of the most popular and longest-running feng shui easings on the internet. It helps people earn more money, improve their health, and attract and maintain loving relationships. Catherine's been featured in national and international publications such as Seventeen, First for Women, Faces, Conceived, Natural Health, Asia Pool, and Spa Magazines, CBS Money Watch, and launched a first-of-its-kind feng shui jewelry line on the Home Shopping Network. It's pretty cool. So I don't know about you, but I certainly want to know how to attract more success, prosperity, and abundance in my life. And I am sure that you probably want the same for yours. I mean, really, why wouldn't you? So... Without further ado, let's welcome Catherine Weber. Thrilled to have you here with us today. Oh, thank you, Sharon. I appreciate that introduction and all that great juju you're bringing to it. Thank you so much. Glad to be here with you. I'm like the juju lady. (laughs) (laughs) They were my favorite. Juju bees were like my favorite candy as a kid. So maybe it's part of that. Maybe so, maybe so. Now, that's Swedish fish. Now I don't dare go near that stuff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it kind of sticks and it gets stuck in your teeth, doesn't it? It sticks and it gets stuck in your teeth. And now I heard that they make it with all sorts of cre- creepy things and it's sugary. But, you know, every oh. once in a while in a movie, yeah, it's like I don't even want to, it's like, it's kind of weird. But every once in a while wow. in a movie, like if the person next to me happens to have one, I'll find my little hand like grabbing over to it. <laughs> it's like an impulse reaction. <laughs> Well, you know, we're all, we're we're still inside eight years old, aren't we? Yeah, all the time. So, and eight <laughs> years is definitely before I actually had to go to the dentist, and I had no cavities then, and I still have no cavities now. So I'm kind of trying to keep it that way. Wow, impressive. Yeah, well, but I have all sorts of other teeth issues, so it doesn't matter. But tell me about you. Like, you know, how did you become you? How did you get – I know you have this really cool background of how you fell into feng shui and where you were living. So maybe you want to start telling us a little bit about that and, and you know, how you became you and the Red Lotus Letter. Well, sure, yeah. So uh, right now I, I live in Austin, Texas with my husband and 17-year-old son. I know you and I both have 17-year-old sons. Yep. And um, just uh, loving life down here. But I got started uh, when I lived on a remote atoll in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. And I do mean the middle. (laughs) Like exactly halfway between the U.S. and Australia. And since I was already that far around the world, I just said, hey, I'm going to go 
travel around Asia. And when I did, I learned about feng shui. But, of course, my Western mind was like, come on, really? You're going to move stuff around your house and things are going to happen? Are you kidding me? But then fast forward uh, to I get off that rock, the, that the pimple in the Pacific, as we used to call it, and because uh, I actually met my husband there, and we moved wow. back to Texas. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool because this little island was only two miles long and a half mile wide, and it had a thousand men and a hundred women. And <laughs> my job, I yeah, how about those odds? But I still tell my husband he's a one in a million. So you know. <laughs> But here's the weird thing. We had to go 5,000 miles away to meet each other when we had only grown up five miles away from each other. But, you know, it's, it's destiny, as I say. But we, we moved back to Texas, and we started flipping houses before people called the flipping houses. And I still remembered about this feng shui stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah, all right. And so then I decided, you know, um, let's, let's – uh, Let's see what we could do about my husband. He was unhappy in his job, and I said, "Why don't you take a look and see if you can find a job?" You know, out, you know, we like moving around, and he got a job on the East Coast, and so that meant that our house that we had fixed up and worked on suddenly we needed to put it up for sale. And you know how? And I don't know if you've been in this situation, Sharon, but I'm sure a lot of your listeners have. When you put your house up for sale, you want it sold right then. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, did, I, I did a complete renovation for my parents' house, and um, everyone – it was one of, it's one of my, like, feathers in my cap because I had all these real estate agents, and they're like, you will never get that money for it. No one has ever gotten that money. I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> it will happen. It will happen fast. You're like, uh-uh. And i like, you know, I work my tush off to get it that way, and, yes, I did it. Mm. And it was like <sighs> – and I kind of love full girt renovations. We're about to do another one here. So, yeah. So, anyway, I totally get it. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. When you're ready to move, you're ready to move right there. You're ready. Oh, and you yeah, want it done yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, he's he's living across the country. And, you know, uh, crickets were playing <laughs> in the house. Nobody was coming by to see it. We wouldn't have any opening, any uh, showing. It was very frustrating because we live in a we lived at the time in a really nice neighborhood. Tommy Lee Jones just lived up the street from us. Oh, cool! <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, it was a and nice you even, area. You couldn't even use that as a selling point. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, he he's kind of grouchy guy, and um, you know, I he, heard that. He's yeah, just like yeah, very grouchy. My husband used to wait on him when he was a waiter in college and at this restaurant. At any rate. I, I nothing was happening, and I went, you yeah, know, let me try this feng shui stuff because at that point, it was five months that my husband and I had been apart, and the house had been on for, sa- uh, for sale. And I said, I'll stick pins into wax dolls if that's what it takes. Yeah, you know, right? chickens <laughs> will be sacrificed if they call for it. And so I, uh, I said, let me try this feng shui stuff. So I, I went out to actually to Walmart, and I bought a pendulum clock because when I looked at the house, I said, it's, it's like. It's still, it's like dead still. And I went, you know, I read something that a house needs to have life in it. It needs to be like I have a heartbeat and because it's a living thing. And so I went out to Walmart. I bought a pendulum clock. I stuck that thing up on the wall. I kid you not, that afternoon I got a call from the realtor. We had four showings and two offers in two wow. days. That so you were believing fast, yeah. I, well, I didn't. That's oh. the thing, Sharon. I didn't believe it. It wasn't until I moved out to North Carolina where my husband was, and I needed a job. I'd been applying, blah, blah, blah. Nothing was going on. And then finally I said, okay, well, let me try this feng shui stuff again. So I make a few changes, bada boom, I get a call, and I get an offer for a job. 
and from then on, I just feng shuied myself into uh, my career that I, what kept moving me up the, the career ladder until the point that I never saw my family. And then I said, you know what, if I can feng shui myself into a six-figure job, I can feng shui myself into a multiple six-figure business. And that's what I did. Then Good for you. Here I am, 15. Yeah. And now my, I, I don't have to ask for time off to go see the dentist or I plan my vacation time out a year in advance. It's, it's you know, I love having that freedom. So that's kind of my story and how I got into feng shui. But I, I, we moved in, ended up moving from North Carolina back to Texas, and we went to South Texas where we moved to a little town of 5,000 people and 500,000 cows. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell everybody, I tell everybody, I went to – launch a fun international feng shui business where there are more cows than people and if i can do it in little pisky switch texas you can do it wherever you are if you want to be a, a consultant so that's so kind of my but we got out of there and i'm in austin now in in, in land of civilization and coolness <laughs> and coolness <laughs> and south by southwest so if, if oh yeah to ha to kickstart the way you did, like what would be the one thing that you can recommend be to to give you the kind of the kickstart, kick in the butt, whatever it is, to sort of like change your life like that? Is it something that you think is around you that you need to sort of look at in a different way? Do you think it's some outer thing that you notice? Because I know it's like I was just um, what we were saying before. I was just on the phone with this woman and. And um, she's a prospective client, and it's kind of amazing because she talks about all this this stuff that she could do to her clients but you know it's like the shoemaker's children always go barefoot but she couldn't do it to herself to kickstart it so how do you get someone to, to have that to develop that impetus that you did to just sort of like make that decision to go from you know it almost being falling on it to six figures to multiple six-figure business like how do you make that what's the catalyst to make that change I, uh, you know, I, I was born and raised in the city of the Alamo. <laughs> 200 people took on an army of 5,000. And so I have a never say die or if you're going to go, yeah. go out guns a blazing. And yeah, I'm I, a big I believer in. My mother's motto was never say die. <laughs> I, I love your mother. I totally get her. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I, I really think you can't have measures. Mm -hmm. Don't work. Be full on. Be full in. Be committed. And, you know, whatever I do, I do with complete commitment. And that, to me, is the difference. And, you know, I just find that, you know, he who hesitates is lost. You know, that, that old thing. Yeah. And it's true. And I think she who dips her toe in the pool doesn't exactly have a great swimming experience. No, yeah, I <laughs> you got a wet toe is all you get. You yeah, know? there's no time for pussyfooting. You either do it or you don't do it. You know, it's like make up your mind. Or as they used to say in Brooklyn, blank or get off the pot. You know, and it's like I really believe. Uh, we kind of have gotta, that saying here. Now. Yeah, yeah, you got to blank one way or the other. You know, it's like or just exactly. get it off. It's like there's a exactly. certain time. It's like make the decision. So what does your average week look like? You know, because you've got, I mean, your easing is incredible. It's the largest one on the internet, feng shui. I know you go around, you have your own events, you're speaking, your mom. What does your average week look like? Oh, gosh. You know, here's the thing. I have a, I have a, a fabulous uh, assistant who's in Albany, so in your neck of the woods. And uh, I always 
process for her because I'll say, she'll send me an email, and it's, it's you know, 4 o'clock my time, it's 5 o'clock her time. And I'm always saying, hey, you know there's 5 o'clock there, don't you? Question mark. <laughs> my week, Sharon, actually is pretty typical in terms of work hours. Uh, I really do walk my talk in feng shui. And one of the important things about that, the concept of feng shui, is having balance in your life. And even though I'm a business person, mm-hmm. when I come to my desk, it's I don't fart around uh, shopping on Amazon or, or Hope Looks or whatever. I'm not messing around. I'm getting work done. I yes. get in my in my seat at 830, and I'm not kidding. I, people laugh at me. I like I get fully dressed make up everything just like I'm going to a job because I am going to a job. Mm-hmm. I go I, I go to my downstairs in my uh, in my home, I pick up my handbag, I put my cell phone in it and I walk upstairs. That's my commute. <laughs> <laughs> and I walk upstairs to my big office and that you know with the desk in the middle of the room and the whole nine yards. And and I'm there. I my behind is planted in that chair until around four o'clock, and then I'm off. And I go out for a walk. I go run some errands. I do whatever I want. But my average week is really about from eight thirty to three thirty four. And you will never catch me texting or emailing business stuff on the after five or on the weekends. My time, my personal time, is my personal time. So. Um, that's pretty. I have a pretty average, I think, work week. Now, does that mean that I, I, you know, need to take it, get an appointment to get new eyeglasses or something like that? Yeah, I sneak that in in the week. But my average week is pretty much a, a regular work week. Yeah, I do the same thing. I try to like, I, I kind of need to get out earlier in the day, like two o'clock. Like I gotta walk Mr. Poodle or something and get some air. But um, yeah. I, you know, I am a shoemaker's children who always go barefoot. I don't always get dressed uh-huh. up every day, in, even though I'm in the style business. However, I know that once I leave to do something, I just layer it up and pull it together and put on my shoes. I, I just always work barefoot. It's the weirdest thing. I have like hundreds of pairs oh, of me shoes. Too. But I always work that, but yeah, always. And um, yeah. I just know that I could like layer it up to like there I'm pulled together. And it's mostly, I think it's because I like, I swivel around on my chair all day. You know, I'm like, I don't know. I'm always like comfortable and when I'm comfortable wearing at home. But it's still like, you know, I'm not wearing like somebody's old t-shirt. It's still good pieces. It's casual, but it's good pieces. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people who work from home, they don't understand that, that when you're wearing like the, the free t-shirt that you got at the carburetor place, you know, it just, <laughs> it just sucks no. out your energy. You know, you need, it's it a does. job, treat it like a job. And I know I've had an assistant who used to come here and he'd be on Facebook all day. I'm like, no, honey, you are working. Like you could Facebook your friends later. It's like when you're working, exactly. you're working, you know, if you need to get up every 20 minutes to take a little two minute break, that's fine. But you need to stay in the zone if you want to mean business. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I agree with you a, a, a thousand percent. And, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dressed up in, in a suit or dress or anything like that. I'm, I'm a, it's a casual business. I'm in casual yeah. business attire, you, you know. It's, you, you but, look yeah. polished, you know. It's, yeah. It's like, I think looking yeah, polished, it's, it sets the tone for your mind. You know, it's just such a, yeah. even if you're not wear, even days when like I'd, I'd go work out, I'm still wearing my exercise clothes. I still try to at a certain point, it doesn't stay too long. I try, and when it does, 
I know that there's something I'm doing that's wrong. I know that when I'm still sitting there like in workout clothes and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I haven't taken a shower yet. There was something really wrong in my day or my business that that has happened. And it's like, that's the signal that we got to fix that. That's not the way you work. No, I don't think it is either. And I think it is important to be dressed, uh, you know, like, and, and uh, you know, the people that know me uh, think it's very, very funny that, you know, I carry my hand back up to, <laughs> up to my office. <laughs> like I'm, you know, just like well, I, car- you know, I carry my hand back next to my desk, too, because it's like it always has a credit card you need for something. And it has my other pair of exactly. glasses. It has, it's always something in there I need. Lipstick. But you don't go any. But do you go anywhere, Sharon, without your handbag? I mean, no. My husband. My husband. Actually, I wanted to bring that up too. My husband's always laughing. Like he goes, "What? What's the big deal? You're with me. Just take your phone." I'm like, I'm like naked without my handbag. It's like I don't know. It's part of me. It's detached. But I want to bring up something because that's a good segue. When we were doing our pre-call and we went over a few things, you taught me something about handbags, which I had no idea that I was lucky enough to have, and I had nothing about it, but. It, it, to me, it's fascinating. So when it comes to a woman's handbag, tell me about color and what it means. Oh, gosh, there's so many things about handbags. There's so much feng shui around handbags. I mean, everything. Oh, gosh. Oh, Sharon, it makes me so excited. I know. I, was just, I found this fascinating. So I'm oh, sure everyone listening in will, too. Yeah, yeah. So um, there are certain certain colors that are more auspicious than others. I think about I had uh, my so my everybody calls me Katie, and uh, I had a great aunt Katie, and she was a very well-to-do woman. And one of the things that she always carried without fail was a red wallet. <laughs> so in that handbag, she had a red wallet, not a black wallet, not a blue wallet, not a beige one. A red one. Red is such a powerful color for women. It is so, so good for women because it energizes them. Women, we're, we're yin creatures and we need that yang energy from the fire of, of, of our uh, handbags. And by having a wallet or a, a handbag or purse that is in, a, in an auspicious color, you energize your, your wallet. One of the things I hate, or you, you energize your whole purse, as a matter of fact, one of the things I really hate to see, and I see it mostly in the South and the West and obviously a lot down here in Texas, and that is a lot of women have these handbags that have a cross with rhinestones on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and I, I know you must a, be like rolling your eyes. Yeah, I have, a, no. you know, I, have a, I have a place in Wyoming I'm very familiar with, Corral West and Boot Barn and, you know, the, yeah, bl- so the bling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But and and there's nothing wrong with a little Western bling. Here's the thing, though. What was the what is the two sign or the sign with two fingers that somebody holds up whenever they see a vampire? They make a sign of a cross. <laughs> so I always tell I always tell women whenever you have a purse with a cross on it, that's saying money, stay away. <laughs> and so yeah, money, stay away. Well, what do we want money to do? We want it to come to us. We want it to be friendly to us. So one of the ways we do that is by carrying a handbag that is an energized handbag, and a red one is is an excellent one. A black one is particularly powerful. Black is the color of money and wealth and prestige. Uh, Black is the deepest color of the uh, of water. So and water is wealth. So black handbags, blue handbags are very auspicious. So are gold and red. Um, now, you don't often see women carrying yellow handbags or beige handbags, sometimes beige handbags, 
But, uh, yeah, you want to have colors that are bright and clear and uh, or rich-looking colors. So that depth of color is really important. Yeah, I You told me that you, wait, you have a black handbag with a blue lining. I have two. No, what's really crazy yes. is I have two. And it's out of, first of all, I have a red handbag with a little bit of gold hardware. I'm not much of a hardware girl. So I wear that all the time. It's like my favorite bag. But then my tote bag mm-hmm. is, um, and I don't know if you go next, coming next week, but you'll we'll see me because I've been, this is my new favorite bag. It's black and it has a, uh, like a French blue suede lining. And when I got it, I'm like, mm. another black bag with a blue lining? Because my other bag, which is from a different designer, coincidentally, is also a black bag with blue lining. But that one has silver hardware. And I know you were saying gold was better than silver for that kind of um, energy. But, yes, yeah, so I have two black bags with blue linings. And I have one red bag with gold trim. So I'm I'm good. Ah. But my wallet is Oh, blue. that's excellent. I, yeah, I used to have a red wallet. Now my wallet is kind of like that blue jean blue. Um, but that's really good for 2017. I'm just a little heads up about 2017. Oh, my wallet, (laughs) my good wallet. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies need lots of blue next year. Okay. Lots of blue. We'll have to clean up that. Good for money. Yeah. Good for relationships and good for health. So let me ask you something really important about style. Because you were saying how black is a color of power. And black is, I think, on a, just a style standpoint very chic like you can't go wrong in something Mm. that's black you always look elegant you always look classy and I know so many people and this is my pet peeve they go to these color analysts who come up with like what season they should wear and these janky weird ugly colors and they say to them never wear black black is bad never wear black wear these creepy colors I just pulled for you and I'm like jeez come on lady you know black (laughs) creepy colors yeah, I mean, always creepy colors. Black is like forever, you know? It's like, and when you were just saying black is powerful, give me a little bit on the feng oh. shui as to how how black, you know, how it matters, what, it, what its the oh. significance is. Yeah. Black, black is, a, is the, the power color for women. White is the power color for men. Now, um, women should, should never shy away from, from having, wearing black, uh, at all, unless they're single. And I, I can talk about that a little bit, but black is a very powerful, if you think about water, water it overcomes everything. Think about a tsunami. Think about, you know, floods. When water goes over, like the tsunami that, that hit Japan, those poor mm-hmm. people, I mean, it took everything. The, the asphalt, the trees, it was like it's wiped clean. And water has that power. And in business, the color of business is gold and black. Black and gold are very powerful. And also you hear that, very ladies? Powerful. Hear that, ladies? Let me interrupt you. Gold and black. Sure. And then you also said red before. I mean, gold and black. Hear that, ladies, when you're doing, especially ladies who are speakers, and you're walking in with these, like, weird, creepy regional colors, no, go for the power. Go for chic. Yeah, absolutely. And and the other thing is white. White is very. Um, it's also powerful in a different way. It has uh, it has an attraction quality about it, especially for men. So whenever if women are in power situations or important meetings where there are a lot of men or it's male dominated, they should wear white because it, white is a male color. And, and and the way that you can think about this, and this is how I always ex- explain color in feng shui, is that when you look at a bride and groom, they're the perfect feng shui. 
the man, he's Yang, and he's wearing a yin black tux. And the and the, the bride is yin, and she's wearing a yang white dress, right? I mean, everybody mm-hmm. stands up when the bride walks in. Everybody pays attention. That white color commands attention. So when you have to stand out in, in a room, and, and, you know, what is more glorious looking on women than winter white? Mm-hmm. And an fabulous, affair with the, fabulous and, in the summer. And, and an affair with the dry cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I yeah, that would be the I only have, problem. Yeah. I actually have a lot of winter white, and I just find that what's funny is when you when I wear white like that, I'm more careful during the day, and it just doesn't get as filthy as you would think. That you know, you're just you're just more conscious of where you're leaning your elbow or what you're doing. So it, you you do you know sort of respect and honor the color. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, but white is a, it's a very powerful color. So white and black are, and white, black, and red, those are, I would call the trifecta of power. <laughs> That's, and they're my favorite colors. <laughs> and add some, add some metallic to it as, in, you know, like nice metal. I'm happy. So um, let me ask absolutely. you Absolutely. If somebody wants to make their week more amazing, like what's the one thing they can do right now to kind of have a more amazing week to incorporate what we were talking about and to go deeper with you in feng shui? What would be like the one thing that they could say? Because I think we can't focus on too many things at a time, even though we like to be all shiny objects. <laughs> but like what would be yeah. the one what one thing that someone can do this week to, to incorporate feng shui into their life, their their home, their clothing, their their work environment? Well, you know, um, I kind of want to go back a little bit to the the handbag, and, okay. and can we talk about handbags and then talk yeah. about the home? Sure. Uh, we'll cover the the H H squared. In <laughs> <laughs> handbags, we we women need to stay very organized. We need to keep our handbags organized, and that's very important. Don't don't throw money to the bot like change. Don't throw it in the bottom of your handbag, and never throw candy wrappers and that kind of thing in your handbag. Don't treat it like a trash can. You know, uh, you will find some women's handbags, cookie crumbs in the bottom, you know, and that kind of thing. And and so it's very important that you treat your handbag with respect and your wallet with respect because that is the financial symbol of your life is your handbag and your wallet. So keep them organized and uh, watch the, the clutter. Try to Try to trim down all the credit cards to just the few that you use and that you absolutely love. And that you use often, and then and then not because you don't want to have one of those wallets that like flaps open, and there's 44 credit cards coming out, and you're sorting through. Get your financial house in order in your in your handbag, and that hmm. will bring that will spill out into your life. That will bring financial benefits outwardly in your life by organizing your your financial life as well. Now, in your home, uh, you know that that the old saying, get your house in order. Well, it's true that if you can get your house in order, you can get your life in order. Uh, one of the important things that I like to do is is make sure that there is a place for everything, that everything in your home has a home. So, for instance, some people can't, they lose their bills. And I always, we have a bill basket, and it's a really small basket. It's only like about six inches wide and about, or, yeah, wide and, and about uh, you know five inches deep. It's a small basket because why? I want to keep my bill small. I want to keep my money big. Keep my bill small. <laughs> yeah. And always, always stick your bills in there. Uh, little simple things like keeping 
some order. Instituting as much order in your life as you can is going to make life, you're just going to move through your day. You're going to, you're not going to be going, where are my keys and what did I do with my this? And what, if you have a place where your keys go, your handbag goes, your, your wallet, your sunglasses and so on, and you can get in and out of the door without pulling your hair out and screaming at the kids and what did you do with that? You know, that kind of thing. It's yeah. going to make a big difference. I think, and doing that with keys is so important. I know, especially with men, they like come in and they put their keys somewhere, and you're like, wherever like, it goes. Yeah, it's like, no, that's your key spot. You know, that's how you don't get locked out of your house. You always go to that spot. Exactly. Exactly. You're exactly right. And the other thing is to remember, especially when it comes to your home and like your financial life, because I focus a lot on finances, because I find that, you know, everything is magnified by money. Problems, when you have money, financial problems and money difficulties, everything else is magnified by that. And it's all seen through that lens of your finances. And what I want everybody to remember is that broke equals, uh, broken equals broke. So if you have something broken, whatever you have broken in your house, that represents broke energy. And Every time you see that faucet that you have not gotten, uh, you know, a, a new a new washer on or uh, haven't tightened up, and you see that money dripping or that water dripping, that's money. When you have leaking when you have leaking water in your house, you have leaking money. There's money that's going away, and mm-hmm. so that's that's critical to be looking at your house from how is this impacting my life? How does this send a ripple out in my day-to-day living. And so it's very important that we look at at our homes as being an extension of ourselves because our our body holds our spirit, but our home holds our body. And and so it's just another extension of us. How does this apply to people's offices or home offices? Because that's where you're doing business all day. Absolutely. You know, so important. You know, Oh, it's very interesting to me that I see with entrepreneurs, uh, especially home entrepreneurs, is that they often, where do they put their desk? Up against a wall. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, why is that? And why do they do that? Because that's where the plugs are. And I always tell people, pull your desk out. Because the opportunities that will come to you come at the front of the desk. It doesn't come from behind. And the things that come from behind, what do we think of? Sneaky, skulking characters in movies, ooh, sneaking up on people. That's also, when things come up from behind, it's never a good thing. Like they always say, don't stand with your, your back to the ocean. Right. <clears throat> it's, the same, it's the same kind of thing. And when you want opportunities to come to you, you've got to pull out your desk from the wall, put it out into the room, and make it so that the opportunity can come to the front of your desk and come directly straight to you, straight onto you. That's why we face the ocean. We, it's, it's, we're facing, we're creating an open space. If there's a saying uh, in, in China, you, you can't fill a full cup. And if that means that if there's no room for any more, and if there's no room in front of your desk, no opportunity can come there. Yeah, I mean, even I know I'm lucky because I have a granite desk and it's facing out. I need seven men to move my desk. But there's also something, <laughs> there's also something because I I don't even understand. I get just this horrible feeling of 
being claustrophobic, working at a desk that's facing a wall. I, I need to have whatever is in front of me just pretty and open and colorful and so something that just pleases the eyes. So when you do go away from your computer and your eye wanders and travels, you just focus on a shape of a chair that's beautiful or a picture or a book or family photo, whatever it is. For me, I just need to like, being I don't face a window, I just need to have the room around me being really beautiful. So it's open and inspiring and free-flowing. And I know that, you know, I, when I go to someone else's house and they'll, they'll take a desk and it's like in their bedroom of all places and it's pushed up oh, against boy. the wall. It's like, it's like such bad energy to me. It's, hmm. yeah, I don't it know how you could do that. Great point. I, I love what you said. The word you used was inspiring. Yeah, it has to and be. And you have to say, yeah, it does. And you have to look around your office and go, is this inspiring me? Do yeah, like, I, I like How can you live in a tan, here? work in a tan office and face the wall and expect to be creative? It's just you just exactly. shot yourself in the foot. Exactly. So, yeah, so definitely um, having a, an 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 area of, uh, I, I also like uh, a defined space, Sharon. Now, a lot of people, it's like, you know, have have um, laptop can travel, you know. I can do business from anywhere. Well, I, I can't. I actually have to have a designated space, a designated place that this is where I work. Otherwise, what happens is I find that my – the rest of my and this is our business coach. We have a we have a the same business coach. She says you pollute your your whole home if you have your office in there. I I I absolutely do not I absolutely do not um, believe that at all. I don't think that you have to uh, have you can have your your home office and still have your home. Yeah, my I have it's my it's a it's my office, you know. It's like you don't go here at ten o'clock at night unless you're like you really need to do something that's urgent. You know, it's it's the office. You put on pick up your bag. I mean I live in a loft. I just I don't I don't walk out of my bedroom and then turn left if I'm not working. Why would I? You know, it's it's a room. It's an open room because it's an open space concept here, but it's a room. Yeah. Yes. And and you're not letting that room dictate the what the rest of the house does. And, and no, I mean it, it works. No, it's it's this is the office. The office is the, it doesn't have a door, but it's an office. I mean, I I slam an imaginary door when I'm done. But what you said about <laughs> having a place is is interesting because I know, and I was actually going to be doing this, and I'm starting a video quick tip series. This is something I was going to cover. I find for me, when I'm doing business, I'm at my desktop and I'm doing business. If I have to write like a friendly email to someone, I can't write it on this computer. I need to take my laptop, sit on the couch, curl my legs up, and just go into like friend mode. And then it comes out instantly. I have, it's not, this is my workspace, and I can't be chirpy and cheerful in my workspace for someone or even learning like a business email. I need to be in my like friendly space. It's weird, but I, 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 it was a subconscious thing I was doing. And then one day I'm like, this is amazing. I can't write friendly emails when I'm sitting at my chair staring at my desktop. i got to go over there where I'd be talking to my friends and writing it. Well, you know, and that's so <clears> – pardon <throat> me. That's so important that you know your style, too. And, and yeah. if your work style is that, you know, you can't – if if your if your home bleeds over into your work and your work bleeds over into your home, 
and you're unhappy with that, well, then, you know, then definitely yeah. should take steps to correct it. But you've got to figure out which which environment are you going to be most productive, where are you if, – if I could work at a bank vault all day, I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, like somebody turned the dial and locked me in until, you know, 4 o'clock, and then I come out and go, great, all things, everything's done, <laughs> and I'm happy as a clam. But uh, you know, that, I am, that's no, I am for too. me. Yeah, no, I am too. I have to be in my space. And I'm, you know, that's where my workspace is. And it's, I'm getting it done. You know, it's my mindset for what I do in each one. But yeah, no, I totally, like I've tried when I first got my laptop, taking it to coffee shops and like, oh, I could be like, I'm like, no, I'll leave that to the cool girls in Williamsburg. I cannot like work with my laptop (laughs) anywhere. It doesn't happen. You know, it's just like, it doesn't happen. Yeah, I'll I'll and invariably be annoyed by somebody clicking their pen next to me or something. I'm like, Where's that? or I'll just I'll just get like a creative blank, and I'm like, why? I don't understand. I walked all the way here. I mean, sometimes it's a hotel that has this really cool kind of workspace in it, and sometimes I walk over there and meet my assistant there. Really, when I need like a total break, but it is like maybe every three months. It's the only place I've ever been able to go to and actually put my feet up and work at. But it's like. I, I don't know. It's like it's a decision to go to the mall, you know. Otherwise, I got to be in my office. Totally get it. Yeah, I, me too. And I'm the exact same way. I need to be in my office. But uh, but yeah, that's you know that's. I think you just have everybody has to figure out their work style and what works for them. But here's what I want to say: your bedroom is so so important. And you touched on this just a little bit ago, Shara, and I was like glad that you did because I wanted to. I wanted to say, you know, kudos to you for for bringing it up about people that that work in their bedroom. Yeah, it's- there's one place where you should never ever work, and that is your bedroom. Um, bedroom is for rest and romance. That's where you go to reconnect with your your partner in life, and where you go to recharge and re-energize yourself and get rest. And so definitely, you know, that's not the place to put the treadmill. It's not the place to put, you know, floor-to-ceiling pictures of your kids. <laughs> I always say the only pictures that belong in a bedroom are the, the people who are who live in that bedroom. And uh, with the exception of children, uh, parents' pictures in a child's bedroom is actually very beneficial and gives them a the sense of security and they parents can subtly exert their parental authority. But, uh, yeah, I've... <laughs> But your bedroom is so important, and too many of us um, look at our tablets and laptops and our cell phones, and we do work from our bed, and then you kind of pollute that whole atmosphere of for romance and, and also for rest, too. I mean, and science, is, science backs me up on that, that it's not a good idea to be looking at, you know, um, LED light and, and from your your tablet or your laptop while you're you're trying to rest and, and wind down for the evening. No, or, or you start hearing those beeps in the middle of the night. And it's like, ugh. I used to have um, exactly some, some overseas people, and they would um, they would just start texting me, and I'm like, it's three in the morning. I know, like you can email me because that won't ding me, but don't you know? It's like once I hear that ping, I'm up. <laughs> and that's it. Oh yeah, it's just calling me, and it's just no, no. It it needs to be far away from you, so you can rest. I, yeah, absolutely. So important that you just have a space where you can really uh, disconnect. I know a lot of people who uh, charge their iPhones and in, in the, or their their cell phones next to the bed. 
I would even say try to take that out. Really just put your, your phone away unless you just, you know, if you're, you need to have access for health reasons or, or, you or know, emergencies yeah. or that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. We both yes. have 17 year old kids. Yeah. So I know that I've gotten into this habit of when he's out, I just, charge it next to the bed because it's like God's a bit of emergency I will hear it yeah. you know? <laughs> but if he's not out no it's not there <laughs> yes and yeah I completely yes I totally understand that and completely agree with you and yeah there are some times when you you absolutely do need to have it but you know put it try to you know try to minimize its impact on you yeah and I kind of hide so it. that you I hide it under the bed yeah. table and I don't have that crazy overseas person calling me anymore. So it's just, you know, it's basically I put it there and I wake up and I'm like, oh, he's home. Okay. And, you know, and Mr. Poodle barks and says, up, oh, he came home and there's the alarm. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. I know exactly what you're saying. Well, uh, yeah. So the bedrooms, I think, you know, if, if everybody can make sure. And then here's another thing that, you know, I, I was like stunned when I, I gave a talk at, at a, a conference for single women and it was how to, how to meet a man. And <laughs> when I asked everyone in the room, how many women have a headboard on their bed about 25 or 20 percent of the room put their hands up. You know what that means? No. 75 or 80 percent didn't have a headboard on their bed. And I can't say enough about. And and I've I work with clients who are in Palm Springs, are in uh you know Beverly Hills, very very well off people, and they can afford a headboard, but that yet. They they can't decide. They don't. They're not sure. Uh, one woman, I, a client of mine, has she has an argument with her husband over it every time. So they've never picked one out. And I always explain that you know it's so important that we are supported when we're sleeping. You know, do you remember hmm. the old Palm Olive commercial? Madge said, "You know, you're yeah, sleeping yeah. in it." Madge, the manager. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and. And that's and when you're in your bedroom, you're soaking in it. You're soaking in whatever energy is in that room. It really has the greatest impact on your bedroom. Your bedroom and your front door, that's like two vital areas in feng shui. So what does it mean but when the, you have an, an elevator door on your floor? I always feel it's letting um, out energy. <laughs> it, it, I guess it, it really depends on where it is in relationship to your, your front door. That is that's my front door. I have an elevator. That, well, I yeah, I know. I always feel it's like, I don't know. To me, it's like a bad energy door, and it's like we argue about it. I'm like, it should have a door over the elevator. So I don't know. Yeah. It's based yes. on absolutely nothing, mind you. I don't have any background in it. It's just instinct tells me there should be a door over an elevator. So. Yes. I, I, yes. I think a proper door is important because you do need to have uh, like a, a, a symbolic barrier between you and the rest yeah. of the world. Yeah, I would I would agree with you uh, 100% on that one. So now single ladies need to have headboards. Is that what we're that's Everybody what we needs to have a headboard, yeah. yes. And anything else, because we're almost towards the end of this, and I want to make sure anything else that they need to know right now that, you know, tell us what you're what you're working on, what you're excited about, or any any other ways that they could come and, and find out more from you, because your site and your e have so much information, and I could go on for three hours now, but 
I'm trying to keep to our time. So it's just like really great. I mean, I think this is just like it, you are just such a wealth of information. So what is what do you want to sort of lead with, and how can people get get more of you because you're just so full of such great juicy stuff to make your life better and you know. Just, your energy and have good things and success come to you. I mean, who doesn't want that? I I can't imagine, but you know, I'm sure there's someone <laughs> out there. <laughs> I don't want anything good to happen. Yeah. Um, I haven't come across that person yet though, but yeah, people can definitely find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash feng shui Katie, all one word. Um, and I usually put a tip up there uh, on Facebook every day. So lots of good, feng shui deliciousness on a daily basis and on a weekly basis i've been publishing my easy now for over 700 issues and so rain or shine yeah rain or shine for the last 15 years when no matter all the circumstances of my life and husband's broken leg my son's open heart surgery everything nothing happens that i don't send out my newsletter every wednesday rain or shine 10 a.m it's in your email inbox and uh and if someone wants to sign up for that then they'll they'll be in the in the red lotus uh letter family and they can uh sign up at redlotusletter.com and it's just like it sounds red the color lotus the flower letter like what you mail, dot com. and, it's and a beautiful i'll be in their email site. inbox and let me say something else i know we're saying feng shui but it's it's spelled feng shui so if you're trying to look Co- it up correct <laughs> it's f-e-n-g s-h-u-i two words f-e-n-g space s-h-u-i so it's feng Excellent. shui katie on facebook yeah all one word yeah no spaces so i mean this is great i mean thank you so much this is just like i just think it's amazing i think i find all of this stuff so so fascinating and then you know if you if you're not a believer in any of it or i think there's a certain you know we all inspiration is everywhere go with your gut feel things when something is feeling stagnated when something is feeling not right think of why maybe there's a bigger reason and this could be one of them maybe you're you know your people are onto it but you don't even know so katie is your gal to to teach you so you'll know <laughs> yeah you know and and Sharon, i just want to say really quickly that you know for anyone who's like you know i people will tell me i don't believe in feng shui i go i don't either and they look at me and they go feng shui is not a belief it's a technique just so, like you have yeah, a, yeah, yeah. No, so what just is like, the greatest when do, do you get any resistance from people on this i mean what is your greatest resistance if someone is not not feeling it a great question. Uh, people like to have, believe that it's has they have to have to stretch their 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 intellectual capacity to believe that you know that there could actually be unseen rivers of energy moving throughout a room. And when I explain, well, there's an unseen river of energy that's holding your feet to the floor called gravity. There's unseen rivers of energy that are making your cell phone ring or bringing you Pandora. There is unseen little balls of energy that, 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 that bounce around in this steel box that makes your coffee hot. It's called a microwave. Little microwave <laughs> balls of energy. You know, when I explain that, when you're talking about unseen rivers of energy that flow through a space and that it can actually impact your life, it's really not such a far stretch. And, and you, when you explain that logic to them, you know, that that's what we're talking about, uh, about energies moving through through space that are unseen 
it's not such a stretch anymore. True, true. And and yeah. I just I, I I don't know. I just I think everyone needs to be open to little things and little signals in their life that could just make you feel better. And if this is something that you haven't really spent a few moments thinking about or knowing about, maybe, maybe you really even more than anyone else should go see Katie Weber. So, and if you have, I mean, she's the girl to explain it to you. So I think it's just great. And your site is just so full of, you said you've been doing your letter for 15 years. Yeah. I started focus on style in 1999. So I'm only a little bit behind. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot hey, of stuff hey, on your hot, site. Virtual too. hot five. Yeah, Virtual right. <laughs> and we survived. <laughs> <laughs> and that's right. And here we are. And we're still, still going. Still Never say yeah, die. Absolutely. Still going and growing. <laughs> going and growing. Absolutely. So thank you. And everyone, if you want to go find more about Katie, and you should, redlotusletter.com. There's all sorts of ways to connect to her right on the top and on the right. And if, other than that, facebook.com, Feng Shui Katie. That was it, right? I don't want to say it wrong. That's it. Yep, I got it. Okay. But I'm, I said it's Fang, not Fung. So it's That's <laughs> okay. However, whatever gets so, me there. Whatever gets me there. And thank you so much for being here. It's been great. It's been delightful. I hope I get to see you next week. And um, thank you. And go see Katie. And I don't know about you. I just find this fascinating. And we really have some great tidbits here. So you're going to want to listen to this again and again, guys. So see you soon. Thanks for being here. And bye-bye. That's a wrap. Well, not so fast. Don't forget to hop over to FocusOnStyle.com for exclusive content to help you live your most amazing life with style and success. For even more great stuff that Sharon only shares by email, subscribe to her in the know list at www.FocusOnStyle.com insiders. See you next time. 